Welcome to Confusions of a 30-something. I'm Chris Walker. I've just spent the weekend in a rat hole. I'm Graham Glossop. I've got eczema on my foot. I mean, they're both pretty pleasant things to be starting the day with, aren't they? Um, do you want to explain why you've got lizard feet? Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking, you could probably get this lizard foot from being in your little rat hole. It's that unhygienic and disgusting. Yeah, I don't know why I've got it. I think it's just an old age. I don't, I've never had eczema before in my life. And uh, it's just some flaky skin on my foot, which is a bit weird and annoying, really. Yeah. Woke up this morning, pillow was like a flapjack. <laughs> <laughs> I love a quote. <laughs> bit of partridge for you. What were you doing in the little rat hole then? In the rat hole. So we live in a terraced house. And Terrace House are full of little nooks and crannies and all the rest. And we ended up getting a rat uh, in a cavity wall. Actual, So it's an actual rat hole yeah. with actual rats. And it's been pissing and shitting away. We actually caught it last year. Um, I thought that was the end of it. And the smell started really ramping up in the cellar. And we went... We managed to get a camera into the hole, well, into the cabinet where we thought it was, and it's just full of old pieces of chipboarding covered in droppings. No. So we've had to get a builder out to cut a hole in the wall so we can actually clean it out properly and bleach it. It's been great. Is it the same old little ratty bastard as well, then? <laughs> well, I mean, he's dead. I say he because he had a right pair of stones on him. We saw him in mask. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what it is is in in British terrace houses for our American listeners, um, the kitchen's often built almost additionally onto the house on a little galley on a little annex yeah. kind of thing, and we used to have outside toilets in these houses, which were often bolted onto the kitchen at the end as a separate little cold room. Yeah, I remember them. But people extended their kitchens into those. So what we found when we got into this hole was the old toilet itself smashed up and used as sort of foundations. They just smashed a toilet and dumped a load of bricks on it. <laughs> so there's even the possibility it's been getting up through the old sewage pipe. And that's how it got in. Well, I think we should uh, start this podcast and talk some rubbish then, shall we? Let's talk some more rubbish. So this is a very special episode of confusion so for 30 isn't it it is it's uh, the first time we've actually been face to face doing a podcast and we also had our first beer meet up in five months yeah since the stag do which I was know. february end of february weren't it it was end of february yeah march april may june july five months five months and we've done however many episodes of the podcast all remotely yeah. and now it's deemed safe enough for us to do it in the same room, so we're up in your spare room, aren't we? We are. I felt a bit weird. Ed, without Ed Sheeran cubs. <laughs> <laughs> Courtesy of Jess, though, she went to the Ed Sheeran concert around a part last year, I think, and she just brought loads back, there doing a bit for the world and that. Um, but yeah, it was a bit weird. I didn't know where to look, because I'm so used to looking at my monitor and the microphone, I completely forgot you were here, and I could actually have a face-to-face conversation with you. I can't just sit here vaporising constantly now, either, because... I'm in someone else's spare room. It might be a little bit antisocial. So if anything, this this way is going to have health benefits. Yeah, for you. <laughs> for me. We've had to close a window, close a door, barricade ourselves in. It's going to get steamy in here. Steamy. <laughs> Luckily, though, it's the coldest summer on record, I think, so I don't think it'll get too hot. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll dig into that. 
So what we what we're going to uh, talk crap about today then, Chris? Well, you came up with the idea of talking about stuff that we used to hate, but now we like. Yeah, so this is anything and everything, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite wide range. For example, for food, I wasn't a big fan of mushrooms and olives. Like, mushrooms, they just grow in the forest. Like, why would you eat that? I can't eat them. I still can't. You still not? Still, still can't do it. It's strange because I don't mind a bit of mushroom oil in something, like a soup or well, like a truffle. cooking. Eat that easier, isn't it? Weight row shopper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about the dinner kit thing? No. Do we get round to that? Um, so one of what was it Frankie's parents have got neighbours and friends who've got a daughter and we and she runs like a sort of I don't know what the word is now but you know when they send you the ingredients and the recipe cards and a video on how to do it and stuff oh like a eat fresh yeah one of those kind of things it was really nice I'd, I'd give you a plug Emily but I can't remember what it's called it was all vegetarian and stuff but that had mushroom oil in it was absolutely fine I don't mind it in that but it's it's the texture it's like eating a disposed of condom to me. Thinking of that, because you can get different mushrooms. There's a Chinese one, I think it's like a water mushroom, where it's really slippery. Shiitake. And, yeah, yeah, and it's really slippery, and it literally just slides down you. Like... Yeah, I don't. still don't get on with it. Never have. I really wish I liked them, but I just don't. What, what about olives? Did you grow to like olives? Um... What in the same way that Alan Partridge grew to like Fernando, his son? <laughs> I was mortified at first, but we uh, grew to like you. <laughs> Over time, yeah. I don't remember ever disliking them. Um, I pro- it's one of those things I can't remember. Maybe as a kid, I, I might have thought they were gross. I can see why kids would think they're gross, but I've always liked them. Huh. Um, but I know loads of people really don't get on with them. Yeah, so I, I was the same as you with mushrooms. I hated olives. Absolutely hated them until I was about 23. Yeah. Do you remember that olive bar on uh, Division Street, which is now... Is that on Division Street? Uh, that, sorry. Yeah, Division that... Street, directly across from the fire station, which is now Bungalow and Bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. corner. I can't remember olive. what it's Yeah, yeah, I do remember. So that I used to work there, and it was an actual olive bar, and they had just back rows of every different type of olives. I'd like... Uh, anchovy olives, pepper olives, all that kind of you know stuffed olives with cheese and uh, pimiento. Yeah, there was a chicken them out. There was that posh crap and stuff. I was like, I'm a graduate now. I should learn to like this. And uh, yeah, just over time, I grew to like. Yeah, I've, I've always liked them. You can go overkill, and they're really, I think they're quite bad for you because oh. of all the there's a lot of salt and fat in them. There's certain things I wish I could put them in at home, but um, Frankie hates them, so. It means out. Okay. Because I chuck them in a spag bowl. Do you? Yeah, it's nice in bolognese. Intra- I do like a yeah. chunky spag bowl. That's my yeah. main thing. I like everything in there. Chop, chop up some olives to chuck it. It's, it's, it's nice, especially if you like fried them off a little bit yeah. first. Got some good cooking tips here. Yeah, I know, but I also bought bovril and spag bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's only bee stock, isn't it, really? <laughs> so, I, just, I just don't have to use a full stock cube. I can I can yeah. walk around sucking it, sucking a stock cube like a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> I'll put the bovril in instead. Like <laughs> <laughs> Jolly Rancher. <laughs> like it's a Worthington's Originals. <laughs> what are you weirdo? I remember growing up in the post-war. Right? <laughs> I used to really look forward to a chicken oxo cube to suck on at Christmas. <laughs> Is that one of the things that you didn't like or like? 
What, Werther's Originals? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've quite hit that age yet. No, no. No, I, I, I was always good with all this. So in, in terms of sauce, in terms of food, I used to hate tomato sauce, as in like an arabiata kind of thing. Oh, like tomato pasta sauce. Not ketchup. Yeah, everyone likes ketchup because it's all sugar anyway. Isn't it? Well, you do. You eat it raw. With salt. <laughs> salt and puppy and ketchup. <laughs> I, might, uh, I might get some olives and dump some ketchup on them. Healthy alternative. You can't can't look down at me then. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you are come dine with me? But you're cooking for guests. Here's a plate of ketchup. I'll just uh, put some herbs and rosemary and a bit of salt and pepper. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, but you know I'd cook them something really nice. It's just be what I'd be doing in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. Like dipping my hand in the ragu or whatever, tasting it. That's sanitising. Yeah, exactly. Especially in this day and age, God. Um, so yeah, I used to really hate that. Um, it was something about the texture of tin tomatoes or something. Yeah. I don't know. Just couldn't really get on with it. But then... I think I finally gave it a go in my teen years, like late teens at that, like sort of 15, 16. I said, like, do you know what? I'll give it a go. Because I used to hate spag bowl thinking about it. Did you? I completely forgot about that because it was tin tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Um, now, I love bolognese. Um, eat, used to eat chicken ribiata. That was like my go-to meal when I was living on my own. Because, well, you can make loads of the sauce, couldn't you, for... Nothing really. Two tins of tomatoes, an onion, garlic, few herbs. Done. You could spread that out over a load of meals, but I probably don't eat it now just because I ate that much of it. I just got really bored of it. You had too much of a good thing. Yeah. I remember at uni we used to buy crates of Carlsbergs. It was like 15 quid for a pack of 24 cans of beer. And that was like every other day. For fucking, I don't know, a year or two year. I thought you said that you can't have too much of a good thing. You just started talking about Carlsberg. Well, that's what at the time, at that age. Well, that's basically think thing. it's all right then, don't it you? It was, yeah. And then I've never touched the stuff since ever. I can't remember the last time I had a pint of Carlsberg. It must be a really long time ago. It's only when you're backed into a corner like a festival or something where that's where you might drink sell. it. Yeah. Oh, I've seemed to remember I, when I first started drinking Carlsberg. It was only because I had a friend who... Well, it was Paul, actually, from Mysteries and Monsters. Oh, that was his go-to lager. But I, he used to give me quite bad stomach upsets, Carlsberg. The next day, he used to feel quite dodgy after it. It's cheap shit, isn't it? It's, it's crap. full of crap. I don't think he drinks it anymore, to be fair. I managed <laughs> to sway him out of that. But I used to drink Carling, and that was pretty awful itself. Uh, yeah, it was a kind of a, a slight premium step up wasn't it compared to Carlsberg yeah by the way Beer 52 if you're wanting to sponsor us we're still waiting yeah we're still waiting for that since episode one we we're going on about that if you want to uh, sign up to a service where you're stuck in a contract forever and a day <laughs> <laughs> you're not really I don't think I think it's just stuff like that just seems like it's going to be prohibitively expensive yeah well talking about beer actually everybody met up for our first beer didn't we our first pub experience yeah. that was that was needed. Was that Thursday? I want to say Wednesday. I was I think it was Wednesday. Oh, it was Wednesday, yeah, wasn't it? Sunday. So now. we we went to an outdoor pub, essentially. Yeah. That's what it was, wasn't it? Uh, with our little table. There's a one way system. They had the one way system, didn't they? The guy you had to stand and wait and the guy came over, told you how everything worked. So it was like one way system, tables are spread out, there's portaloos during your course of the one way mm-hmm. uh, round. Um, hand sanitization was everywhere, wasn't it? Was it everywhere? No, I think it was in the portaloos, but we brought our own anyway, yeah. didn't we? So, yeah. um, outdoor bar as well. 
outdoor bar. People were being quite distant and sensible when they were queuing. Yeah, didn't have to queue too long, actually. No. That's the thing with these distance queues. They look long, don't they? Because the they look really long, but they're, they're literally half the length they think yeah. they are. They do go a lot quicker than you think they do. So that that was fun to do. It was strange, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Just it was an experience. But then, because we'd not been to the pub for so long, I think we felt it a little bit next day. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> next next morning, was a little bit like, oh. we did, Well, we did a bit of a mini uh, Mini crawl. crawl, didn't we? Yeah. Well, because we, we, it started getting a bit cold, didn't it? Yeah. It's, British summer's been rubbish this year, certainly in the north anyway. And we went to another pub around the corner on the basis we might be able to sit inside. <laughs> and by walking in there as a you know, a pair of us, we increase a total number of teeth in there to sixty. <laughs> the people in there are oh. I mean their their procedure was a bit different. We had to sign our names down, basically sign our life away. Um, I think they wanted our name and numbers so they could come collect our teeth when we sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just going to be some very unsolicited marketing at best. It's just <laughs> yeah. track and trace. Is it though? I'm not sure. They had sanitisation. Uh, it wasn't It wasn't too bad, but it was a dump. But you, you made a best friend though, didn't you? Oh, great. Buddy, lift for you. Leaves you like going up, mate. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go in that pub. It's £2.10 and a half. <laughs> It's not that bad, not this day and age. To be fair, I mean, I'm going to take piss out of people for that, but it was just, yeah, it was like going to a sort of pub that your mum and dad found on holiday. Yeah. When you went to the seaside, some dump. Yeah. And no one looks like they've, you know, seen a bowl of hummus or anything in their entire lives. Yeah. Sort of bacon, egg and beans kind of outlook, wasn't it? It was pretty rough and ready. I was expecting some guy to come around like, hey, mate, you want to buy some uh, DVDs and stuff? Just hit car boot around back at yeah. car park. Mac 3 razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> They've only been used twice. <laughs> Give you a good price for it. <laughs> I've got a contact to bet you have. Smack out Sean who's nicks them out of boots and then sells them in the flat roof council estate park. I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm saying all these things. I'm from that kind of area, so... <laughs> You just have a lot of first-hand experience of it. One of the um, one of the best examples of that is I had some friends over for like an evening meal when my parents were away before we went into town. So it's like really nice. We've got a fairly big garden. I'll cook some food if you want. If you sort of six or whatever it was want to come round and we'll, yeah. we'll go out. But as soon as we sat down to eat, and I made like a real effort because I was like entertaining, hosting, age like 19 or something, I don't know. And this guy appeared at the garden gate. Hey, you want to buy a, buy a crate of Stella? <laughs> he just nicked from the co op up the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll have it, mate. Go on. Is it, is it warm? <laughs> yeah, is it cold? Good value. I think it's only a tenner. Like time for 24. <laughs> Just bought some razor blades instead. <laughs> Save yourself a three quid. Yeah, the thing is, he must have literally just walked into the shop and taken it straight back out. People are just ballsy, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? They just they know what to do. So, I remember someone um, trying to nick bacon from that co-op. Bacon? Like bacon. Trying to steal bacon. And the um, shop assistant just stepped across and pulled it out of their hands as they were running out. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I worked in a workshop, worked directly across from an Audi. And, uh, working workshop? 
I did, yeah, once, briefly. It's an Enterprise oh, rent-a-car. Got moved around a bit. Um, but yeah, there was a, an Audi across the road from us, and there was so you saw so much. People just running in and running out and literally just <laughs> robbing. One time, someone had um, this, their uh, shirt was just packed full of stuff, and they was all running. Like bits of meat and packaging were just falling out. Looking like some Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb trail of crime. Crime. Crack this, falls out, then a leg of lamb. <laughs> And then, well, the thing is, so though, this kind, kind of Galahad Lager, whatever it's called. <laughs> Their local crap. The thing is, they were just leading a trail of crime for the security guards to follow. Trail just soon of after. crime. <laughs> you just see security guards running, going, ah, go back with that leg of lamb. And then they'd come with him with scruff at neck, like dragging him back into the store. It's not going to be the plot of Line of Duty, is it? <laughs> <laughs> On the wire. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Mom Boxdale. <laughs> That's why they've not done a UK version. I need y'all to find out. I've got Big, big Steve's been raiding Aldi in Wilksop. <laughs> got, got 24 sweet cans of Galahad. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the big time, man. <laughs> Bitch be pushing them out of. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, oh, sorry, what the hell were we talking about? Again, remind me. Uh, oh, we're going on about... I don't know what we were talking about previously, but the topic for this episode <laughs> is uh, things we didn't like, but we do like now. Oh, right, yeah. I, I think we might actually get... Uh, this seems to come off from Olives for some reason, <laughs> but we'll persevere. This is, this is, listeners, this is what you sign up for with us. <laughs> Tomato sauce, I remember covering that. Yeah, we've done that a bit, haven't we? I'll tell you another one. Right, this is food related. Okay. In fact, I've got two. Well, it's food related, yeah, again with us, especially me. We love food. Right? I used to hate thin pizza. Thin pizza, yes, I saw you brought this up. I used up. to hate it. I didn't see the point. Because when you're a kid, you think, well, in for a penny, in for a pound, I want as much bread as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get as full as I can. I want yeah. the toppings to be an inch thick. I can't handle it now. Like, I'm. And like we've, you know, like you see those sea mines from World War Two, yeah. those big like spheres. That's what I feel like if I have that much bread. I feel <laughs> awful. Like one of them. <laughs> Especially in this top. Um, it hasn't got a spike sticking off it. Not like the bushwhackers from WWF in the early nineties. But yeah, I just I can handle that now. That's the thing, though. The crust that was left over was like a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much crust was left One of those over. family baguettes that you used to get treated to at the weekend. <laughs> oh, they got a bit big tiger loaf or whatever these Oh, they're called. always proper, crusty like, bread. crusty. Really hard on the roof of your mouth as well, then. You used to get those big baguettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday evening. That used to be a, like a sort of treat tea. You used to get big baguette and a few cheeses. You used to look forward to that, like, like hell, warm bread. With melted butter on it and stuff. It's probably the last time I had one of them when I was a buddy kid as well, to be fair. But yeah, like you said, though, like thin crust pizza, like, well, why would I get that? It's like twice the price or something. <laughs> now? Now? Thin as possible, please. Yeah. Like, it's basically having it on um, tortilla in comparison. <laughs> I like it now because it doesn't make me feel ill. You don't, Yeah, you don't feel like you have to roll out of the place and you yeah. feel just comfortable. But that's the thing, though, isn't it? We've learned about portion controls. Portion control and probably just getting older and weaker and developing food intolerances and things yeah. like that. And calorie conscious about stuff now, aren't we? <laughs> what we can and how. I mean, like I said, with, with bread as well in particular, when I was younger, I didn't have any uh, gluten intolerances or mm-hmm. digestive issues or anything like that. I didn't have to worry about I could eat a loaf of bread or a really deep pan pizza all day and night and not shit myself <laughs> ten minutes later, basically. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I think I've built some sort of gluten intolerance. I think I'm self-diagnosed, not officially yeah. diagnosed, but if I eat too much of it, I get stomachache and bloated and things like that, and it's not well, worth it. Actually, we went to the pub the other night and uh, I ordered them virtuous beers. They were gluten free. Yeah, they Have were. You just and it tasted exactly the same. I don't understand why all beers not gluten free. And I say it's not. I think it's the wheat beers, isn't it? It's the wheat beers. Yeah. And some hops. It's probably a bit of a stupid comment I've just made thinking about it. <laughs> that Thornbridge Green Mountain's really nice. For you, for you gluten freeze. Yeah. Plug there for Thornbridge. There you go. Beer 52, get in touch. Beer 52, get in touch. I'll, we'll say anything you want, as long as you're paying us. I don't care. As long as it's not Carlsberg. No, no, I, I, I'm, I, I don't have that many scruples. If there's money coming in, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we could pretend to like Carlsberg. Yeah, we'll sell cigarettes to kids if you've sponsored us. Well, actually, that's another thing that's changed as well. I assume oh, cigarettes to kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to an ice cream van and actually getting ice cream and not being like, upsold on cigarettes and drugs. <laughs> Is that what happens? <laughs> yeah, dear. yeah, it does now. We're not around here, we're just anywhere. Outside school, everywhere. Have <laughs> you been reading Daily Mail? <laughs> well, parents, parents going to the ice cream van, spending their Tesco free school meal vouchers on smack <laughs> from an ice cream van run by an immigrant. Is that, is that, is that the sort of story you've been reading? If it's, if it's printed, it's true. Oh, you should know so. that. <laughs> um, I'll give you my final food one anyway. So yeah. stuff I used to hate. To be fair, I still sometimes do hate this, and that's going out for a meal. Going out for a meal? I used to hate it as a kid because it was like really boring and you you'd have to wait birthday, too actually. long. Yeah, your birthday episode, you didn't mention you didn't go like going out for your birthday meals and stuff. No, I didn't. I was never into it. I just never saw the point. I just wanted to get pissed. Now, I think, well, no, it's quite nice. Someone can do all the work. It's a social thing. It's not a social thing when someone's bright your kids are running around. Ooh, yeah. That's really annoying. You just got the loud table. I don't think that's anything you can grow to like, is it? No. The <laughs> the loud table when you go for a meal. Yeah. Like, where they're all pissed up by half past seven or something. I don't think I've ever left because of something like that, but I have been really infuriated by it. and just mm. You can't concentrate and have a conversation, can you? Because mm. all you can f- focus on is... Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> but when it goes right, going out for a meal can be really nice. Yeah, I get that. You don't have to wash up. That, that's the main thing, I think. Don't have to wash up. Maybe try something different that you not had the imagination to cook. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, obviously, they're bringing in that new scheme, aren't they, for August, where the government are paying fifty percent towards your restaurant bill. Yeah, I don't even know how that works. Can I just do? I just send him an invoice, like a corporate invoice. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how it works. I think I just assume fifty percent off everything. Uh, but yeah, obviously it's just a way for you know the government to get the economy rolling, getting people back out to hospitality, and and if they die, so what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that certainly seems to be the case, doesn't it? It's a risk, isn't it? So go on then, give me some of yours. Um, so uh, golf actually, golf is one of mine. <laughs> Played it once as a kid because this is a conversation we had at the pub, weren't it? Um, so you've got a bit of history of that. But my my story is that. I played it, as, I don't know, my late teens once and didn't really understand the proper, you know, science behind it or, you know, how to really play golf. I just went there and whacked a ball about until I got it in a hole. Didn't care how many times it took. And I remember one time, actually, I actually teed off and uh, I don't think we waited long enough for the guy. 
and uh, I smashed it, and it didn't even go up, did it? It just went pretty much like oh. just off ground, hit some guy in the arse. <laughs> I hit a guy in the arse. I still laugh about it to this day because I just saw him jump up, go ah. ah. Take it, he wasn't impressed. No. Sorry, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> didn't even shout four or anything. <laughs> Uh, that's it and then I just just weren't really bothered but now uh, a friend of mine has asked me to play with him so as in golf (laughs) (laughs) lonely lockdown times (laughs) so I went along and uh, now that I'm a bit older and wiser I can appreciate the kind of the the distance and the the reasons for the different types of irons and clubs involved Uh, just make sure if you are going to be playing with a friend that you sanitise your hands before you touch his balls (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's got a pun in. <laughs> um, See how flexible this shaft is. <laughs> oh, we're all coming out now, aren't we? <laughs> it's not there's anything wrong with that. It just was just really childish and amusing. <laughs> yeah. I do like the technical aspects of golf. Um when you talk about the distances, you see all the technology that goes into it. I'm yeah. trying to improve the game in different ways. And my my experience with golf was I played better the first time than any other time. I just went downhill. I didn't even start yeah. that well. <laughs> I just got worse and worse. I just find it such a frustrating game. But I should have just been playing nine holes and getting lessons and things like that. And I did. I've only played like three rounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Well, that's the kind of beauty and addiction of it that I've kind of like about it. The fact that you can hit a couple of great shots and then the next like 10, 15 shots are just awful or you miss the ball completely. And um, it's just that kind of learning process of how to always get the perfect shot. So that's what, I'm, that's what I like about it. I like a challenge, basically. And if uh, the challenge is to get a ball in a hole within five shots, then so be it. I thought it was, the challenge was... Develop the most expensive hobby you can possibly take on. <laughs> you can pay so much, can't you, in golf? It's just, yeah. I've failed to see many things that even compare for what's, for something that you can technically do cheaply. But if you get into it, you'll just spend so much money, like buying new clubs. And if you want yeah. to get a membership for a course, for instance, it's just, wow. Yeah, a friend was telling me their membership. And apparently, <clears throat> this is a basic price it's £600 a year like 50 quid a month or something and i was like that's average apparently i'm like that's mm. average my other friend was telling me he was offered uh, on offer from 1500 a year to a grand a year i'm like come on and then it was going about the customized clubs so you can get them at the right length so made to measure made to measure and then you know well, it could be an angle off here so you can get the you know the head of the club angled one degree or something and you pay like an extra 50 quid for i'm like no nah, you're just whack it aren't you <laughs> just doesn't like it all yeah. <laughs> no passy though at least you're trying to do something positive with your furlough lockdown time you could end up doing something really pathetic like making candles oh no we didn't <laughs> oh no we didn't <laughs> so uh just trying to spend some time um, anyone want to buy any candles not really <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a female audience I'm working towards you don't count Oh, God. Oh, I wasn't even going to talk about the candle thing, but as soon as I brought it up, we did go to a car boot on Sunday <laughs> to look for glass jar containers. Ended up buying a, a set of golf clubs. You know? <laughs> 25 quid, actually. Good good bag. Tight leased, not tit leased. 
It's at least, it's at least as you called it the other day, your Titleist. <laughs> Titleist. Bag was worth more than all the clubs, I think. Yeah. The clubs are only like Wilson. But anyway, yeah, so I bought some clubs, got started. Yeah. Don't need too expensive. And then uh, bought some candle stuff from a little uh, candle project. You've got a label printer. That's that's on my Amazon wish list. What's it going to be called? The Wanky Candle Company instead. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting, maybe. The aroma of semen in the air. The aroma of anus. The fart candle. I don't know to sell like garlic scented candles or something. I did joke said I was going to do a Stella scented one. Comes with a free wife beater. Still can't, I still can't believe that you posted that you were selling candles. Homemade candles. I just assumed that Jess had got you into some sort of couple's hobby. Yeah, well, so it's all Jess. It's all Jess's idea. <laughs> no, he's that bald who's trying, trying to sell candles. However, they are of the finest quality. If you want to visit Graham's Etsy store, you can find the link at... <laughs> Don't even joke about that, because I am actually getting an Etsy store. Are you really? Oh, my God. That's my business growth. It's in my business plan. <laughs> this is because you. What did? How did you even get into this? We just look at Pinterest. I'd finished my magic mirror. Then I was like, all right, I want to try and do a bit of a side hustle like everyone else is doing. People are making cakes, aren't they? And delivering to people's houses. Do you remember you, you oh. talked to, talk to the. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. You talked about that bread man, didn't you? He used to come around yeah. in his little bread van. Well, I'm going to do the same, but sell candles. Door to door candle seller. Yeah. Like, that's something. Bring the candle, bring the smells to you. I can't see this being a hobby that lasts <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I think it's just one of those things. You, you're, to be fair to you, you're quite brave. You'll go out and try anything and, and do lots of things. But yeah. I sometimes wonder whether you've got a bit of ADHD or something. I don't like being bored. You're right, though. I, I do like to try different things. And if it sticks, it sticks. But half of the time, I, I do it so I can do it. And then I just move <laughs> on. Well, that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit, I've got a house full of smelly candles, though. Yeah, but the lockdown's over. You can see if you can go to, uh, like, peddler markets and stuff like that, vintage markets selling your candles to yeah. people who are all turning up in second-hand dresses listening to Clean Bandit or whatever the crap they listen to these days. Remember one of the last po- uh, podcasts we did, we were talking about market, um, like farmer markets and market stores and taking the piss out of uh, Live, Laugh, Love. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to rock up with my candle that's called Live, Laugh, Love. Live, Laugh, Love Candle Incorporated. And then Chris will walk past laughing. <laughs> What's this shit? What's this shit? <laughs> Anyways, so moving on from the wanky candle company. <laughs> See what I did there with the pun? It was really, really clever and thought out, wasn't it? <laughs> You've got another one, haven't you, that you were going to talk about, I believe? I think this is the final one, really. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Yes, best or last. Seaside Resorts. Mm. So I really wasn't a big fan of them. I went to them, but only like... I think we, we spoke about this on another pod as well, where... My dad had a membership at the working men's club and you do the weekend trips out to yeah. a seaside resort like Blackpool or Skeggy. It's probably the only time I went. We never actually drove and went there. And it was just all about following the working men boozer alcoholics. I was going to say, is it just so that your dad could get leathered on the coach so yeah, he didn't have to drive? Yeah, <laughs> didn't do any of the kids stuff. They just did a bloody fucking booze tour of like Blackpool, didn't they? Went to all other working men's clubs. You were out with your dad, meaning my mum's made... <laughs> made, you, made you go and take me. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll just be a fob top. Spend some father-son time in the corner with a packet of fork scratchings while Dad's getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to mop his, mop his brow and wipe his mouth from all vomit after the end of the day. Catch all his sick in my hands. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't go, didn't go to like a, a rock shop and look at all the different types of rocks or go to Blackpool Pier or Tower or whatever. Fuck it. I, don't, I don't even know anything about it. But anyway. Going to the Neptune Club or whatever it's called <laughs> yeah. and you've got a tie-in with. And the ballroom or whatever it is. Booked out a tap room. Was it Pleasant? What's it called? The roller coaster theme park. Pleasant something? Pepsi Max? Pepsi Max. Well, that's the name of the roller coaster there. Pleasure Beach. Pleasure Beach. That's it, yeah. Anyway, so... I've been back to Blackpool as an older adult in my kind of like twenties and stuff, and uh, yeah, it's pretty good actually. En- enjoyed it. It's still like decor from nineteen seventies. If you seen a B and B, uh, and yeah. pretty much did what my dad did actually. <laughs> Around all the boozers drinking, and uh, yeah, a bit better there. See, I, I won't go. For that. Yeah. I'm the complete other way with the seaside because we did it the family way. But I just I went. For that nostalgic trip, didn't I? So we won't go into too much detail. I just thought, what a shit. Yeah. <laughs> after, after. So we, we planned to, you know, stay the previous night and then stay until six o'clock or whatever. We were gone by half eleven <laughs> the next morning. <laughs> oh, absolute toilet this place is. We wanted to go. We should have been better off in Matlock. Apparently, Matlock's the uh, oh, Matlock Bath. Yeah. That's like inland seaside resort full of bikers and ice cream parlors. Yeah. What a strange place that is. It's actually better. <laughs> We'll go. We'll go on a booze. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go for the arcades or the little shitty aquarium they've got there. Go then. Go to the is it Heights of Abraham, that attraction thing they've got up there with the cable cars. Yeah. In a very overpriced play area. Yeah. Just turn up to that pissed up after drinking with the bikers and the Matlock Weatherspoons. We can rock the uh, the cable cars. <laughs> Heights of Abraham. I think I went there when I was about 10, something like that. I think we took the Germans over. And they came to <laughs> Matlock. Took him to Matlock. Yeah. The coast is too far. This will do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they need to see all the like memorials of Margaret Thatcher and war references that I expect to see in seaside towns. <laughs> 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 I've got another one on this subject. And we'll go back to it anyway. But um, classical music. Ooh, okay. So, kid, classical music's the dullest thing in the world, yeah? Yeah, agreed. I don't mind it now. I quite like orchestral stuff for something a bit different, something a bit calming sometimes. I like listening to all the depth and the different layers to it, and you can see how intricately it's all constructed. Yeah. Say, see, listen. But yeah, I quite, I quite like some bits of classical now. That's what Jess does when she uh, washes the pots and stuff. So it's quite therapeutic, isn't it? Especially if you kind of listen to it in that depth. Mm. I've not got into it just yet, but... Nice and distracting. Speaking of which, Ennio Morricone died this week, didn't he? You're the film composer. Did he? Yeah, he did, did loads of stuff. Like, um, did all Spaghetti Westerns, like The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, made loads of massive oh, themes. Oh. Kill Bill, everyone you knew. Really? I think he scored like 80-odd soundtracks or something. Some of his stuff's incredible. I, I heard a, a track when Radio 6 did a sort of quick 15-minute tribute to him and realised it was a theme to Nighty Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's called My Name is Nobody. It's quite cool. Mm. To be honest, with some of the spaghetti westerns, I think the soundtrack's better than the film sometimes. Especially at Once Upon a Time in the West, which I never really rated. But the Clint Eastwood ones are all brilliant. I saw, yeah, I've seen The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. Mm. <clears throat> I watched um, 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well, because that's supposed to be based off a, almost a spaghetti western. Yeah, I assumed it'd be a bit like um, Once Upon a Time in the West or something, or Once, yeah. once, it, once Upon a Time in New York. It's another one that he did. Is it? Yeah, same yeah. director who did the westerns. It was based in something like, I don't know, somewhere between 1930 and 1950 in New York about gang stuff. Because I bought the Blu-ray. Yeah. Never fucking opened it because it was like four hours long. Yeah, I just haven't got the time for that. So I've still never seen it. End up flogging it as new. As new. Mm. <clears throat> Mint condition. You can say about seaside and stuff. How you'd react if you lived in somewhere like California <laughs> and then you saw the British seaside. Oh my god, what? So living on Venice Beach your whole life and then you visit yeah. the UK and go to the <laughs> yeah, and, and then you see Blackpool. <laughs> yeah. See Blackpool or Mablethorpe or somewhere like that. <laughs> right, so they probably expect, you know, beautiful girls in bikinis, skateboarding, roller skating down the yeah. <laughs> like it's all like a Katy Perry video yeah. or something. <laughs> and then you turn and you turn up at somewhere in Norfolk. It's like some old man with his dog shitting on the beach. <laughs> and a donut hut in the corner. <laughs> some old woman with a metal detector <laughs> going up and down. There was a there was a seaside town I went to once. I can't remember. Somewhere in Norfolk or Suffolk. And what I do love about seaside towns is the uncompromising plagiarism of well-established brands. Coaster coffee <laughs> was oh. what I saw. It was just all the Costa fonts. It was like McDonald's and McDowell's from uh, coming to America. <laughs> See, McDonald's, they, they got the golden arches. We got the golden arcs. <laughs> I saw on, um, you know, Sports Direct. They had a uh, direct sports. <laughs> direct sports. <laughs> <laughs> That should be a business plan, isn't it? Like we should like take these seaside uh, ideas, ideas and concepts to the US. To the US, that'd be brilliant. That'd be good, Can you it? imagine walking down Sunset Boulevard, supping a bovril? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Cadbury's hot chocolates that are ridiculously weak that you'd buy from I don't know, like a Scouts fundraiser <laughs> or something like some tenants hall thirty p in a plastic cup. <laughs> Swigging along, walking down with fucking bag of chips, oh, greasy bag of chips, and loads of scrap on it. Can't eat. I can't eat chips without scraps. Oh, Open up a WMC in Beverly Hills <laughs> tonight, ladies and gentlemen. All the way from UK, it's Derek Stevenson, fortune teller. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn my cards over now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit entertainers, the club turn as they were known in the north. Like um, just like really piss. It, it probably ought to explain this to American people, but it's the WNC is a working men's club. And it's basically like a budget pub where you're all technically members. Yeah, people who have ever eaten a salad in their entire life probably don't go in them. <laughs> And they're just they're very they're all they are literally like old union clubs, aren't they? That's what they descended from. So you you paid some really small amount a year and they'd buy really cheap beer and it'd just be full of white, fat old men. Playing uh, either bingo 
or dominoes dominoes it's just sitting there it's just where they'd hide away for the day like if they'd finish work in a manual job at two o'clock or or go to the working men's club and they'd have cabaret entertainment on a saturday night when they used to take the wives down as it was known (laughs) and just the worst standard of entertainment going yeah, they'd have like a, a featured cover singer on there, but the the standard was like mediocre karaoke. Well, telling really. blue jokes. I told you about the time I went into one in Barnsley. Oh. It was about a year or two ago. About a year? Yeah, last summer. My friend was briefly living in Barnsley, uh, temporarily. That's his hometown. And I went to visit him and they they got a working men's club on his road. I was like, Joe, let's go. I really, I, w- I want to see one. I've not been in one for decades. I'm just going to paint a picture. Like a working men's club anywhere else in the country is rough as fuck. The Barnsley is rough and rough and rough on top of rough. Oh, it was brilliant. It was so funny. Walked in, like cheap beer, fine. Big full-size snooker table room, an old school snooker. Yeah. And then got this stage room. Like it was like an almost like an auditorium. It was actually quite a decent standard for one of those things. Oh, but they got someone singing Frankie Valley covers. You know, his really high voice. Because they don't cry. Oh, that's oh thing. yeah. Um, <clears throat> and Sherry, you know, that's something. Sherry, Sherry. And he's just telling like really blue jokes. Every other word's F. <laughs> and we got talking to some of the locals outside in the smoking area and she well this this older lady asked me where I'm from and I said I was from Sheffield now people that don't really like Sheffield in Barnes anyway no. and her response was asked to think, I'll, I'll, I'll do it with my vaporizer for effect so you can be me alright so where are you from then? Ah, oh, from uh, Sheffield of well, you can fuck off then. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting a bit regional. Either way, I think it'll fly really well in LA. Definitely. Bouncy Castle fundraiser. One one oh Sunday God. a year. Can you imagine that? Kids Day. California. Go around and back into a car park. You've got a fucking <laughs> bouncy castle there. <laughs> California girls. <laughs> okay, we're running a tombola. <laughs> we need to raise money for a new tap room. <laughs> it's just that it's, I feel like it's just not something that would translate at all. It's like swear words and stuff like that. It just doesn't work. When they do it like for like, it just doesn't work. There must be somewhere in the US where there's a proper British style fish and chip shop. Someone must have opened one up somewhere. But I just I just see their version of the coast. It looks so different to ours. I mean, I, the nearest thing I can think of is maybe up being around like near the Jersey Shore or something. Is the nearest thing we'd have to ours? Possibly. Where you get the sort of like northern city spring breaker kind of thing. Nearest, nearest comparison. I think you're still going to like California and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think you could compare that to Blackpool, could you? I just don't think there'd be any crossover. For a, for a start, I don't think they have like donkeys shitting on a pebble beach. <laughs> I think um, like like northeast Boston area. I think that's supposed to because that's quite all New England, isn't it? Well, that's, that's not that far like. from New York, is it? No. So maybe that part where it's not necessarily quite as warm. Yeah, because I, I think I've seen the. I've never been, but it has quite lots of like like if you can imagine like autumn sceneries, and it's quite green compared to the concrete jungle. 
<laughs> and they do have uh, like nice kind of offshore seaside things that aren't just polluted. The thing is, when people tell me that there's a nice British coastal place, I think it's really boring when I go. So I think I go, there's hardly any of that sort of thing. Yeah, but I need something to do. It's not going to watch a, you know, Highland Terrier running up and down a beach and there'd just be two huts. It's not even a shop. <laughs> yeah. It bored out of my mind. <laughs> it's only the British who would actually find somewhere in a foreign country that resembles home. <laughs> like Benador. Yeah. <laughs> With Malaga. Oh, God. Anywhere where there's, anywhere there's like boozy, drunk, passed out, drunken people, like, that's where they want to go. Have you found yourself laughing at people who've been turning up on holiday like since the COVID restrictions stopped? Start being lifted, and then the hotels close when they get there. I've I'm been finding it really that. funny. <laughs> not surprised. Well, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting my Spanish holiday in no matter what. I can fly there, but I don't know if I can stay there. I want to bring that, bring that two hundred sleeve back, don't I? <laughs> That's a two hundred carton of cigarettes through duty free. If no one <laughs> understands what that is. So if you go, if you go to somewhere warm in Europe, there's always someone wants you to bring back cigarettes, isn't there? Always, mate, always. Just because it's like... Glad I don't have any French friends on that basis. <laughs> well, none that I'm still in touch with anyway. The smoking they seem to get through. It used to be really cheap, though, didn't it, back then? Before the tax... Before I think it still, it still is, in comparison. I went to Lanza Grotti back in... I don't know, let's just call it 10, 11 years ago. And even in... All right. Cigarette culture is different everywhere you go anyway, like how you buy them, whether it's a news agent or out of a machine or whatever. Yeah. But they were charging something like €2.50 for 20 Marlboros in yeah. machines in restaurants. Now, bearing in mind that we had something like a 1.7 exchange rate, like euro to pound as yeah. well. It was so cheap in comparison. Forget how cheap they were. This was before they started like thinking about people's health and safety, though, didn't they? No, I think they still like that. I just don't think it's... They just don't charge anywhere near the amount of tax on it as we do. I thought that was a barrier. They've put so many barriers in place, and I thought putting the price up was another barrier. I think they're just more of a... They don't give a shit in some parts of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you only live once. <laughs> I've been smoking 50 years and I'm still still alive. One lung, but I'm still alive. One lung, stunt of growth. Well, <laughs> I'm absolutely fine. <laughs> so, in fact, we've got enough like terrible habits over here anyway. I do think people are smoking less, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. People are drinking less, I think, as well. Ooh, I overall, don't know about that. Overall, I think they are. I think there's more and more young people not taking up drinking. Whereas... If you think about when we were at sort of college of that sort of early drinking age, everyone was out. Yeah. Like all the time. I don't think that's the case as much now. I think people are becoming much more aware of the health problems with alcohol. I could see that now. Actually, I just don't care. Yeah. Get stuck into it. Well, we we live, I think we live the best, uh, the best days where we could actually go out from 6, 7 p.m go into a nightclub as well and finish off. Now they're just all late bars. And I agree yeah. that most people now, actually, they they just do pre-drink, don't they? Because it's cheaper. They drink till 11pm, then they go out into town to well, a club. That's what we started doing in our little group. We used to all go around Rob's house 
he was like, right, there's something for everyone. He had quite lenient parents for that sort of thing. Yeah. He used to pre-drink around his. And then we'd hit the, obviously, because everyone went to corporation, didn't they? Yeah. Where we grew up. We'd hit there at sort of 11, half 11. Already fucked anyway. That's the way to do it. If you want to save money, that's the way to do it. But that wasn't really the norm then, though. Was no, it wasn't it? the norm. <clears throat> Every now and then we'd get the bus in, but most of the time we'd just, like, share a taxi. But I remember, like, sneaking, um, there's, like, stupid, horrible milkshake test tube things that you could buy oh, in the vodka yeah, ones, yeah, sneaking yeah. those on the bus and, like, the linings <laughs> of his jacket or whatever. Smashing them back if a double-decker came. Um, there used to be a dedicated... bottle of tequila on the bus. Yeah, I'm not saying that all those nights ended well. <laughs> That's the thing as well, actually. Dorman are quite uh, savvy about with the letting, don't they? If, you, if you're too battered, too blind, though. They didn't give a shit, though, back in the day, did they? They're constantly full of underage people. So you look underage. Uh, what's your date of birth? Oh, I don't know, 3rd of 1286. Just made it up off the top of your head, didn't you? <laughs> okay, come, in. come in then. That's fine. <laughs> you could do basic math. You could come in. There's always that, that urban myth about um, some girl who was only 14 getting into Zoo or Nuts magazine and got photographed in a club, and that's why it all changed. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's complete bollocks. Right then, Graham. So, this is a Sunday afternoon. This won't get released on a Sunday, obviously, because I can't be bothered. Um, any any update coming in terms of going back to work or doing anything useful other than making <laughs> organic candles at home this week? Um, guesstimation is start of September, I reckon. That's a guesstimation. So I was officially furloughed to the end of July, but I think that's been extended to the end of August now. Uh, so that's, that's my latest with work. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to make this uh, wanky candle enterprise. It's going to take off. You'll be smelling everything. I buy one out of sympathy, but I don't endorse people starting their own businesses of crafts, as you know. <laughs> Especially if it says live, laugh, love on it. <laughs> I hope say, be a better you. No, no other hobbies to try this week or anything like that? No, I'm going to give golf another crack. I'm going to... Um... you got a trolley now. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much as well. Yeah. I'm fucking paying for it. Not in candles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I finally managed to palm my old golf trolley off on someone, so... <laughs> Something that works for us both, really, isn't it? I, I get some space. You've got a way of taking your clubs around. Yeah. Cause, yeah, it only came with a strap on it and uh, a bit lazy now. I didn't realise you could get electric ones, can't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely lazy, that. I mean, they're pretty cool, but... Cool, if you're, like, 80. Have you ever driven a golf cart? No. Oh, God, they're fun. Are they? They are fun. But the only time I've driven one was we were drinking quite heavily at someone's wedding weekend and all the blokes went out to play golf the day before the wedding. They all got hit flash, haven't they? <laughs> just tearing around this golf golf course in Darlington, supping whiskey out of a hip flask. That's amazing. Oh, it's so fun. I don't think we ran, ran it on and over, but I did nearly drive it in a ditch <laughs> into a little river, a little stream. But shit. <laughs> it was wet as well, so it was like trying to handbrake turn it. <laughs> Do you think you're going to like a go-karting session? I think we got a little bit of a warning over it. I'm not surprised, mate. But he, uh, what, oh, 
bumper car in them and Better stuff. Better fucking playing it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> honest, just tearing around in a golf cart. I've always had the image of golfers. You just wander around with just beers, have a beer, smash a ball, walk to the ball, have some beer, smash the ball, drink some beer, keep doing it and repeat. I don't think I could do that in the sun for four hours or whatever it takes. Uh... 18 holes as well is a long fucking day. It's a long day. Nine holes I can manage. I was like, oh, this is... Some people evidently just don't like their partners much. That's <laughs> how they go all the time. Um, Saying about that with work, I'm going back a week on Monday. Back in? Back in. In in, as in, in a building? Yeah. Leaving your house? <gasps> I don't know how I'm going to cope. Have you got an unlimited supply of hand sanitizer? I would hope so. I'm sure they'll set all that up now. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be ready. We went... We went back in for um, setting some equipment up a few weeks ago. And it was just weird going in, going into a college. And it's so dead. And our, our room's shit anyway. There's no getting around it. There's, like, there's no windows. Got really knackered old air conditioning unit. I don't even know if we can have it on. Oh, yeah. The COVID stuff. Oh, yeah. It's a hot, sweaty little Jesus. room. But it will get me out of the house. And I'll resume walking again. But it's going to be weird because I'm going to be starving after the first Starving? Week. Why? Yeah, some twat's running a drill, by the way. But we'll carry on. Um, yeah, I'll be... I'll have to... Well, it's because I won't just be sat doing nothing all day long. There'll be exercise all oh, day. Yeah. I have to oh, physically yeah. speak to people on a regular basis. I can. So I've, I've managed to really scale down my lunch portions in this last... Is it 16 weeks? I've lost track anyway. Um, and somehow I'm managing to lose weight. I don't... I bloated at the start of lockdown, but I started losing weight again. When I was um, going through the wardrobe earlier, trying to work out where like, my work clothes were again, because might as well be like Tom Hanks in Castaway, <laughs> where I've been at home. Um, I, like, I tried this shirt on that I've not been able to wear for a couple of years. It actually fits again there. We have got a Greg's on campus mm. actually there's a scandal I think it might be closing for the sake of my mental health going back to work and leaving the house probably will be a good thing I think a lot of people are looking forward to that as well I'm looking forward to it uh, people don't believe me when I say that like anyone on furlough but it, it no it, it looks like, it, it's like it's really novel for a week maybe even a couple of days but after that I, it just looks like it's really boring and frustrating it is it is. It really is. Why do you think I'm making little candles? <laughs> that, that's what it's resorted to. Yeah, well, on that note, um, if it, another thing you might want to try is doing sort of canvases, canvas photos, where you stretch it around the canvas. Oh, yeah. Undercut people. Just got to make sure I've got some space. I don't think I've got space for that, but I might just get a workshop. That's what I need. <laughs> I need a bigger shed. But, I mean, yeah, that's been a good episode today, Chris. It's been good to do it face-to-face and actually talk to someone in person. Different to talking to a monitor. That's true. Yeah, it's been a nice little change, hasn't it? Um, But I suppose we've always got the virtual option as and when second wave comes flying back in. Fingers crossed that doesn't happen. Fingers crossed. But, um, yeah, I think there's only one thing really left to say then. So. Yeah, well, um, social medias? Oh, yeah. Bullshit. There is more than one thing to say. Yeah, we need to plug ourselves and get ourselves out there. Still need to spread our love. And not and not by candle. I'll do it quickly because someone's decided to start using a drill at whatever time. 
Okay, so we can find us on Twitter and Instagram. The handles are exactly the same. It's at confusion, confusions of a thirty something, or confusion sofa, thirty, three zero. There's a Facebook page as well. Confusions of a thirty something. Pretty self-explanatory. YouTube as well. Yeah, I've got that working again now. Oh, yeah, because I remember I was trying to upload something to it, weren't I? And then it's something to do with passwords and... Well, we, yeah, there were issues, but it's sorted now. So I need to get the last two episodes back up. If you've not had a chance to hear, that was the interview with um, Paul from Mysteries and yeah. Monsters that I've known for a long time. That was fun. We ended up chatting for that long that we broke it into two episodes. So I could sit my ass and not do any editing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that YouTube channel is uh, Confusions of a 30-something as well. There's a pattern. There's a pattern. might be Confusions of a 30-something podcast. Either way, you'll find us. So. Yeah. And we're so professional, we can't be asked to check. <laughs> so, on that note, um, you stay safe. And we'll stay confused. Ta-ta! See you later.